subject on tonight, make the remainder of your stay on earth profitable unto God. Make the remainder of your stay on earth profitable unto God. Profitable is of a business or activity yielding profit or financial gain. It is being useful, beneficial, and advantageous and yielding a return result. It is also being productive, effective, and favorable and successful. There is nothing we can do about time past or being unproductive in the kingdom of God. However, today is a brand new day. A time to make up for lost time. A time to be productive in the kingdom of God. As Jesus once said, even being a child, it is time to be about my father's business. What we have allowed in the past of putting our affairs before the work of God, we must repent of and get our priorities straight. God gives us space and time to work on kingdom business as well as your own affairs. Don't absorb all of your time in your fleshly desires, leaving God work on Kingdom business is every saint's important, just like your nine-to-five job. Remember, God's work is about the saving of soul. God's work is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out to a dying world. The gospel must be preached, and it must be preaching to all nations, even then the end shall come. But we are trying to leave before the job is finished. You got some more witnessing to be done. You got some more Jesus to give to somebody. You don't have to be a preacher to sell, tell someone how God pulled you out of the fire. You got a testimony that somebody needs to hear. But just don't let it be a test of lie. Because it profits nothing. Get past testifying to one another. But tell somebody that's hanging by the thread of life. We good at testifying to one another. But what about those that really need to hear what God is doing in your life? Revelation 12 and 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. How will you bear before Christ if you keep so great a salvation to yourself? Your personal testimony of how God brought you out will speak by 
decision in their life. Sometimes you have to pull at them a little bit harder, break a sweat sometimes to keep them out of the fire. Don't just, uh, not just for your loved ones, but for also anybody that pre pre presents you with an opportunity to tell them about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Don't do it for a pat on the back. It's your kingdom duty to be profitable unto God. The word of God is more important than giving someone a sandwich or a dollar. Not to exclude that, but don't leave them still empty of the word of God, which came to save their souls. Then you walk away with the attitude that you have done something. You walk away with the attitude that you had done your Christian duty. You can't force anyone to accept the word of God, but you must settle it in your spirit that the gospel of Jesus Christ must be ministered to everybody. You must settle it in your spirit that the word must be told. And I am a product and a carrier of this awesome word. And that's the way you got to view it. A word that one day it will call somebody that you told of the good news to rise up from the earth and be caught up with Christ in the air. So don't you be the one that calls somebody to miss this so great a salvation and this awesomeness that's to take place one day. You may be you may be talked about and you may suffer the loss of family and friends, but you would know that you please God and your work was not in vain. If you need to get comfortable of telling what God did for you, start with your family member. Some of your kids need to know about the change that took place in you. Tell them about the marvelous work God did in your life. You practice being a representative of the kingdom business that must circulate around the earth that God may be pleased in your work. Don't be an unprofitable servant in the kingdom of God and lose your state in his kingdom. So, we got a lot of work that still need to be done. And y'all trying to quit too soon. Somebody out there still need saved. Somebody out there still need to hear the truth. There's a whole lot of lies going around and a little bit of truth. Somebody need to get the truth out. And this truth starts with us. The truth starts with the saints of the Most High that he pulled out of the fire. Remember how God pulled you out of the fire. Somebody brought you a word. So guess what? Now you got to be that carrier. You got to carry that word to the next generation. You got to carry that word to the next family member. Stop being intimidated about what 
what you don't know or what you can't say. Start practicing at home. You got, you got family members that need to hear the truth. Stop saying well and give them the truth of God's word. The word of God is powerful and stronger and powerful than any two-edged sword. You just give them the truth. The word of God will do the work. But you got to be able to stand on the truth. Go to Psalm 51, verse 10. Notable passage of scripture that we so much always uh, quote concerning ourselves as we look on what David went through at this particular moment. That passage of scripture in 51 chapter of Psalm, verses 10, says, first of all, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. And look what he said here. Then, Will I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Lord, have mercy. David prayed for inner renewal and promises and also ministry. This passage clearly teaches that those who have failed God may be restored to the services of God. The losing of God's spirit and being rejected of God should be a barren fearful, very fearful thing to a saint of God. It ought to be, just to think of it ought to be devastating that God would take his spirit from you. Therefore, we sincerely and plead with God to clean our heart and renew the right spirit in us. Give me back that joy, Lord. That I once had with you. You remember that joy that you used to have. That you might not have no more. You need to go back to God and say, God, give me that joy back that I once had with you. Lord, you remember when you first saved me. Then, God, I tell you, and then, God, I'll tell others what you done for me. I will tell others what they must do to get back on track with you. Then I can tell somebody the true meaning of salvation. I will be able to tell somebody about this precious walk with God that is so awesome. If the walk with God is not awesome with you, you need to go back. To, you need to 
to go back to Psalm and, and, and tell God, restore you. Restore that joy of salvation back in you. So you can get on the firing line. So that you won't mind telling somebody about Jesus Christ. That you won't mind opening your mouth and talking about the Lord. That you won't mind telling somebody that need to hear the truth. And you tell them the truth and feel good about speaking the truth of God's word. You got to get there. We done got away from that. We done got selfish with this salvation. We think it's all about us. And it ain't never been about you. It's always been about the kingdom of God. And what God came to do. Matthew chapter 16. Well, whatever man. 
take up your cross. Taking up your cross to the disciple was not a light thing. They knew what kind of commitment that was. Crucifixion was a common Roman method of execution. And condemned criminals had to carry their cross through the streets to be executed to the execution site. Therefore, following Jesus meant true commitment to risk their life and not turn back. And, 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 and that kind of commitment is hard to find nowadays, especially in America. Nobody is committed enough to God to be ridiculed. Nobody is committed enough to God to stand persecution. Nobody is committed enough to God to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help them God. Therefore, following Jesus meant true commitment to risk it all. Putting your hands to the gospel plow and turning back, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. If you save your physical life from death, pain or discomfort, you may risk losing the true eternal life. To protect your flesh is to die spiritually and lose our intent, intended purpose in life with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has been given the authority to judge the earth. And his judgment is already working in our life. Wow. Already working in our life. Actions are already being recorded. Charges are already placed to our account. So we need to make our plea to him to get our infractions, our sins nullified. Boy, and counsel. Jesus looked at some of the disciples and how they held the gifts and the opportunities and the responsibilities in order to determine their heavenly reward. Whoa. So you mean to tell me that he's going to look at our opportunities, how he held the gifts given us, and how responsible we are in determine whether or not we get a heavenly reward. Wow. Saints, we need to do like Jesus. Get on about our father's business. It ain't time to Because you're supposed to be the light that sit up on the hill that cannot be hid. Darkness is covered. It, it, pretty much about to cover the face of the earth. See a light somewhere. It needs to be a lighthouse and that needs to be you. You need to be able to tell somebody that Jesus still lives. You need to be able to tell somebody that salvation is still available. You need to be able to tell somebody how God delivered you out of the hole you was in. If you keep it to yourself, ain't no reward for you. I got a question, Elder. Go ahead. So, I, I'm not speaking for anybody. This is just myself. Um, so I feel like 
live right, you know, in the earth and I try to, you know, live like Jesus would have us to live and walk right in front of people. I, I do constantly, you know, think about that. You know, people are watching you and, you know, the way you are is going to lead people to Christ. But I don't find myself witnessing. How do I, like, how do I know who to witness to? Do I just go up to random people? Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You, you be led by the Holy Ghost. Okay. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will make, open up a door. And sometimes your spirit will tell you, will have you to look at a person and see the agony in a person that they do not want to verbally say anything, but in the inside, they're hollering for him. Okay. You have something, Pastor? Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's, it's critical that we learn more to, uh, 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 that we live more purposely on being friendly. Because that's the only that's the only way people let you in, and some of them don't want don't, you know want to be bothered. But the key is actually listening to uh, the Holy Ghost, like Elder had said. But and but you can't be uh, one way one day and another way the next day and expect to let folks to drop their guard and let you in. If somebody seen you rip up somebody, you think they're gonna let you uh, let you in? They don't do that. So you have to be careful. I mean, and, and, and I agree with the elder. This is a season where I believe that the church could be effective if we just uh, uh, listen to the leading of the Holy Ghost. If you ain't got it, get it and let it work. Thank you. Thank you. Because see, sometimes the Holy Ghost uh put a person in your sight and he ain't gonna give you no 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 whole long book story for you to witness to that person but he might just tell you to go join yourself to them uh go and speak to them and once you start the communication then things begin to flow yeah and and you gotta note this that god has already got them watching you if they're yeah, home, they they're, they're, they've already watched you. They've sized you up. They looked at you when you wouldn't think nobody was looking at you. So, you know, and and, and that makes a difference. You could, I, I know the church went through a phase where everybody in the church thought they were better than everybody in the world. And I think that's where we lost ground. In. And, and, and also, this witness is, you know, you got a nine to five. This witness is not you walking around on your job with a Bible in your hand trying to get somebody to to be saved. You move, you you let the Holy Ghost move you to who to speak to. Because see, folks have inner problem and yeah. they won't feel it. And 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 most of the time if it, that they're not gonna be able to reach them unless they're showing them when you witness and you're talking about Jesus, not the individual's self. And, and you might be able to get them to come to church, but it's going to be based on you, not the church, because they don't know anybody in the church. Makes sense? Amen. Thanks, y'all. Okay. Let's run to Matthew chapter 19 right quick. 
Or did I skip one? Let's go, no, no, let's go to 18. I think I must have skipped 18. I asked y'all, did I skip one of y'all ain't even got the paper? Verses 12, Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14. Are we there? And the verse says, How be ye if a man had a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray? Do he not leave the ninety-nine, the ninety and nine, and go into the mountain and seek that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, early I say unto you, he rejoiced more of that sheep that uh, than of the ninety-nine which went not astray. Wow. Even so, it is not the will of the Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. God don't want nobody that he wants saved to go back and be lost. And if you notice that this sheep went astray, how many times somebody went astray and we just counted them all? We just threw in the towel on them. So we have to be careful about what we toss away that God wants saved. We supposed to make every effort to find that lost sheep. Give that lost sheep a word or an encouragement that they might be looking for. Sometimes we forget or get selfish about the mission of the church. Jesus speaks as a shepherd that is concerned enough for one sheep to go to go searching the hills for him. One. Because he came searching for you. He came and found you. Right when you were at a point of disaster. So God is concerned about every human being he created and not wanting any to be lost or perish. That's God's heart. We come in contact with people in our families, schools, jobs, neighborhoods, even in the church that need stirring towards Christ by your example. By your words, by your actions of kindness. Sometimes your experience with God help you, helping you is just what someone else needs to hear. 
But if you keep it, if you be selfish with by what God is doing in your life, then nobody have any reason to think God would do anything in their life. You might get on some of your family members' nerves, but guess what? I guarantee you, if you're telling them the truth, it stick with them. It go to bed with them. It get up with them. It go out the front door with them. Because the truth of God's word going to find you wherever you are. Don't. We're holding the truth. See, and 
this salvation? Who are we causing to ponder over this man, Jesus Christ? He turned them into some, into some of the most powerful figures known in the history of the book. And love not their lives unto death. Wow. And their name, wow, will be remembered for a lifetime. But nothing. 
But God don't run a welfare line. They said unto him, because no man have hired us, he said to them, Go you also in the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, ye shall receive. So when even was come, when evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the labor. Oh, God gonna call you one day. He gonna call you up for your pay. He gonna call you up for your work. Call the labor and give them their high. He gonna give you for your work. Begin from the last until the first. You know, sometimes we think because we got there first, we ought to be first. But guess what? You got to remember, this is God's vineyard. He choose how he paid and the order of his payment. And when they came, they were hired about the 11th hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise receive every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man. You murmured against God. Guess what? There ain't but one salvation. There ain't no much salvation. It's one salvation. Saved is saved. Whether it's the last hour, the first hour, or the ninth hour. Saved is saved. And they murmured against the good man of the house. Or rough when you murmur against God, you got to watch yourself. The last had wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which had borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, good God of my hand, he's still murmuring against him, he still consider you a friend. Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that damn ill and go thy way. And I will give unto this last, even unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Can God do what he want to do with what belongs to him? And you can't be grateful that he included you? Is thine eye evil? Because I am good? So that the last shall be first, and the first last, for many is called, but few are chosen. Watch it, watch it, watch it. God called, but guess what? The last order is he got to choose you. You got to be a choice. You got to be a worthy servant. Not a murmuring servant, but a worthy servant. Jesus clarified the membership rules of the kingdom of heaven. And the interest is by God's grace only. In this parable, God is the landowner. And the 
believers are the laborers. This parable is especially for those who feel superior because of time in the church and their position. For those that feel superior over new believers because of the amount of work that they do in the church. However, remember, none deserve eternal life. It is a gift from God. Some that you don't think would be saved may leapfrog over you. For the first may be last and the last may be first. Do your part in the kingdom business and let God take care of his business. We got a band trying to orchestrate how it should be in the church and that's the job of the Holy Ghost and the shepherd. You just do your little bit and do it well. That God would be pleased with what you do. Don't worry about the gifts that God gives somebody else. You do with the little bit that God gives you that you may receive more. But do something. <laughs> Don't be like these sitting idle. Doing idle means you were doing nothing. You were not being productive. And he called you to the kingdom to be productive. So you got to do something with the salvation you got. I hope that made sense to you. Go to Luke. Just 12. Oh, okay. 
Somebody need to hear your testimony. Right. You got a personal gift in you called the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're not allowing the Holy Ghost to get the work out of you, then guess what? You're still not doing your kingdom business. Right. Okay. Sometimes so, we don't let the Holy Ghost work because we don't want to rub our friends wrong. Uh, yeah, so the question I've been asked. Okay, that's Elder. Yes, sir. And I think a lot of folks read more into it. Uh, they look at the different offices, but first of all, everybody's called to be a saint. Absolutely. Yeah. And that calling is to live holy. Once you in, in, in live in obedience to God, once and and that's something everybody must do. Then it, it is built on to that. And then there's sometimes God may use you in one area of your saved life and never use you no more, or He may pick you up later on and use you in a different area and don't mm -hmm. use consistently in that area. And then he may pick you up. You see, because if you're a child of God, if God can pick you up at any given time, that there's something needed to, to be done, and you're the only one that is around to get it done. Oh, okay. Because okay. when you look at the old, in the Old Testament, first thing he did was call uh, 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 Saul to become a prophet. Right. And that wasn't Saul's office. Saul wasn't a prophet, neither was he was a family of prophets, but God wanted to use him in that area, so he did. Oh, but he okay. just used picked him up and used him no more after he did that. And God made Go ahead. God made you one day to, to, to prophesy to somebody, but that don't mean you're a prophet. Right. But he, okay. You because you was available and then he had that opportunity to use what you had. Thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? 
yourself about what you got. It don't take God but a but but a minute for you to loot. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barn, feel greater, and thou will I bestow all my fruits and goods. And I will say to my soul, Lord, have mercy. So thou have much good laid up for many years. Take thine eat, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall thou who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that laid up treasures for himself and not rich toward God. Don't let the world fool you. The world has been psyching up saints to go after the good. And they go after the goods. And then they turn around and say, but the old saying that I heard somebody say, boy, the Lord is, 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 is really blessing this old person. You better make sure it's God blessing you. Amen. You better make sure you are in the vein of God, in the will of God, and doing the will of God, and not stacking up stuff for yourself. Sometimes the fall can be great. Sometimes you, you, you won't recover. Some folk just about lose their mind. A good life has nothing to do with being wealthy, but a good life has all to do with being rich in faith with God. The world society speaks just the opposite and have you running after things for your fulfillment of happiness and leaving God out of the picture. This man made plans for his enjoyment in retirement life, storing up all of his goods, but no plans to see God, and died before he could enjoy any of his will. Now, stack it up. Go to the grave. I bet you ain't none of your kids folk gonna put that money in there with you. Somebody hmm. gonna come back and dig you up. <laughs> His plan for retirement before death was okay. He had a good plan. I hope y'all have made your own plan. You done set up your own little empire. You done thought it out. You done planned it out just for God to throw a monkey wrench in it. And there come your empire come tumbling down. He was okay. Had his plan. But neglecting life after death is a disaster. Making plans is fine. Everybody ought to have something in place. Just if this go this way or this go that way. But guess what? Making plans for this 
life and not making plans for life after this life is a disaster. Entering into eternity, listen, you would be entering into eternity empty-handed. All that you had. Now when you get to eternity, you got nothing. Just you standing before God. Giving an account of how you place everything above the kingdom. You were building your own kingdom. You forgot about the kingdom of God. Caution. And God called a man a fool. Don't you live a foolish life and leave God on the outskirts of it? It can be detrimental to you. Amen. And one thing for certain, you need God. I don't care what life throws at you and how much life gives you, you still need God. Don't let the world take that from you. Amen. Go to Luke 16. Swallow. 
able to do nothing and possibly turn into a beggar. He said, I am ashamed. Stay in the hand of God that you don't have to be ashamed. Here God is the rich man. God got it all. All the silver and gold is here. Cattle of a thousand hills is here. God got it all. He's the rich man and have selected you to be a good manager of his goods. Wow. God selected you to be a good manager of what he has given you. He's given money. 